0: Hey, hello everybody this is jeff reinbold and we are back with the jeff reinbold show for pro football ireland and we are brought to you as we always are by 888 sport the official gambling partner of the national football league in both ireland and the uk i'm joined by michael McQuaid. we got a lot to talk about my man because we found out a lot about a lot of teams this past weekend
1: really fun weekend Jeff good to see you as always my man getting emotional because I know it's coming to the end of your time in the UK but for people live it's Monday
0: night,
1: Monday night baby ready to go big, big game later on excited to watch that and um, for people on the podcast it's Tuesday morning Welcome into you guys as well appreciate you watching us and, and the continue support we are
0: five weeks out from Vegas oh get that time if we're five weeks out from Vegas, what a, what's bigger than Vegas? Jeff Rimble's tour. Eight nights in Ireland is bigger Oof. than seven nights in Vegas. Oh man, yeah. I, I tell you, I'm I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly. Um like I it's one thing watching you guys on TV and I, I really enjoy watching the Bills game on Sunday night, just we re- just we re- use in the studio. Um, but I was even more happy with watching my wife being like is Jeff always this tanned? He looks so tiny. He That's great. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Yeah.
0: So there you go. <laughs> and Hey, no, Wait a second. That I'm. I'm proud of you. I'm proud. Why? Of you. you are gonna. You're. You're doing the right thing, right? You're not following after my footsteps, right? You're doing the right things. You watch strictly Come Dancing with your wife the night before, and then you got her to watch. Monday to watch the game with you, right? That's a way to have a great marriage, man. I'm proud of you.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm proud of your statement. Thank you very much. I'll just say this very quickly. We have, so like basically that game kicked off at six and Strictly was at seven. So I was like, oh, sure. We'll watch this game for an hour and then we'll put on Strictly. And I was on and off checking the score and I missed the massive, massive catch, probably the best catch of the year. Because we are strictly well, on. Did, did did did
0: like the guy throw her up in the air? Adderboy, and... was it? No, I thought no. I I thought you were talking about strictly. Like maybe they like threw their partner up in the air and caught him. And one, you know, those moves are hard. Those are hard to duplicate those kind of moves. Did you give Jason some stick
1: about strictly at the weekend? No, no, no. I didn't.
0: I'm not. No. No,
1: I told I, the people on the podcast, I told Jeff off camera, I want you to go to Jason and say, I heard you done very well as Strictly, but he goes, no, I'm not going to do it. So you're a man of your
0: work. I, 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 I wouldn't know Strictly dancing from, you know, I don't, I've never seen any of those shows, to be honest with you. So you're doing, you're like, you are, you are
1: great. I'm proud of you. Good for you. I'm proud of you. This is your last week on Sky. Can, can we say this officially? I mean, it's live. Yes. I've said it, but.
0: Yes, yeah. I have. I have. Five more games. I have one on Friday, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then it's over. Hold on, one on Friday. What's one going on? Hey, we have a Friday night game. No, we don't. No, we don't. Are you serious? Wait a second now. This this okay? Now let me make sure. Oh, let me, we Let me. We Thursday night football. We no. We have Christmas Day. We have Christmas Eve. And we have the day before Christmas Eve. So I, I've got this thing in my brain that Christmas is on Sunday, but this year it falls on Monday. All right. So what day does it fall on? Monday. somebody's no! <laughs> a <laughs> Monday, Jesus, it's bad, that's bad. So there's two games on Christmas, two games on Christmas Eve, and a game on what do you call that? Christmas, Christmas Eve.
1: The 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 holiday classic on Christmas Eve. Do you see that? They're calling the Broncos against the Patriots the Holiday Classic. Now, we have no association or affiliation with the NFL. We love the NFL very much. I like to have a bit of a laugh about it. Um, no, there's Thursday
0: Night Football, Jeff. Well, there may be, but we're not doing it. I'm just telling you that it, you asked me a question. I gave you an answer, and then you there you go ripping me
1: again, right? What's the plan next week for you? More important, are you going to come to Ireland? What what's the plan
0: next week? Mm. I am gonna. I'm gonna sleep in on boxing day, all right? Spend time with my wife just cuz she's coming this Friday. And then I am going to go to Nazaré in Portugal to see the 100-foot wave, the legendary one of the biggest waves in the world where the where the really 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 talented athletes, those big wave surfers are incredible athletes and incredibly courageous. Surf a wave I mean 100 feet high, Michael. Right? A wave, okay? So there's not much margin for error for those cats. I'm going to go there. We're going to spend three days there. Then we're going to go to Lisbon for an for a afternoon and then catch a flight to Paris. Spend three days in Paris and head back to Hawaii.
1: Okay, I love it. Before we get going on the podcast, linktr.ee slash or slash for Jeff's tour, which takes place in a little over five weeks' time. Very, very excited for it. We're getting close to the end of the year. Literally, as we went live, the NFL Honors email just came out. So, oh, uh, we'll we'll talk about that, Jeff. I'm going to miss you on TV this week. I've enjoyed having you and the whole gang on. I think it adds an extra element to it. But I've enjoyed your analysis on TV, and uh, I'm definitely going to miss it. I hope that um, that you're on again very soon. But more so, I, I know I'm not speaking for myself. A lot, a lot of people are speaking for. For you so for for me and for everybody else so um, look i'm sure it'll be a great few weeks in the playoffs but we, we'll certainly have you on here as much as possible and have some fun probably not gonna <laughs> go by my record of watching late games i fell asleep during sunday night football at half time uh, we're probably not gonna do live streaming <laughs> for late games but we'll, we will certainly try and do something at, at some point but you'll definitely be missing my man and before you know it look we'll, we'll be in vegas and we are going to kill it more importantly let, let, let's talk about week 15. what did you think of and before i say that if you're live on x you can comment now and it comes up on the screen get your questions and we're going to go live with questions in about 30 minutes uh also youtube as well search Proofable Ireland. search jeff reinbold if you're listening to this in the podcast please do like share subscribe leave a review it makes a massive difference jeff jeff reed as to calls you um what was your takeaway from week 15.
0: well the first one i, I obviously Um, There were a ton of things that you could take out of that weekend, right? And But I think we ought to talk about the most important one, which was the beatdown. And I mean beatdown that the Bills put on the Cowboys last night. I have never in all my years of watching football have never seen a superstar quarterback throw for 94 yards and and a team in pro football rushed for I don't know what the, I don't two hundred and some yards they rushed for last night the Cowboys that is incredible those numbers are shocking numbers right and it was not because the weather it was not because it was because all they needed to do was turn around and hand the ball off right and Cook was dynamic but I'm gonna like. And these guys, this is just the way it is for these guys. They live in this world. But that offensive line of Buffalo's completely dominated the line of scrimmage. Dominated it. And I mean to the point where it was like it didn't make any difference what they called on defense. They just knocked them out of there the entire night. And um, there's nothing. And Phoebe kind of touched on this on, on, on the show, and it's really true there's nothing that takes your heart out faster than having somebody just pound away at you and you can't do anything about it because you can explain a blown coverage. You can explain a touchdown pass, but I, and, and you could see it. Adam Durta, who's the D line coach from Dallas sitting on the bench at the end of the game with his players. And there was just shock and disbelief in their eyes that anybody could do that to them. And, you know, they went and drafted this kid, Michael, and he's going to be a good player. But they drafted uh, a kid out of Michigan in the first round to to really be that – he's a big weight room guy, I don't know, best squats, like the whole gym and benches 600 and whatever. And I mean to tell you, he didn't make a play. He got – knocked so far across the line. I mean, there's a play where they're running outside zone and the backer's trying to get over to his gap and he can't get to his gap because the defensive tackle is knocked so far back. I mean, that doesn't happen in pro football. and last night that was is that was a that's the most dominant offensive line performance I think I've ever seen in pro football. You mentioned Phoebe there with
1: analysis for a second but I have to say and this is going into a fan mode here that entire game on Sky there was four or five times during the game where it was going to you Jason Phoebe and I was like this is great. Like this is like I don't want to watch an advert. Like, This is great stuff. This is why I'm like oh my god I'd love to keep this going for a few weeks because it was very very good. You're right in what you're saying completely. The funny thing for me was you've had like I mean you're your mates with Steve Tasker you've had him on your show previously and for years, there's been this talk of Buffalo needs a run game to be to, to to be serious. They need to take it to the next level. We've seen a lot of negativity around his team in the last two weeks. We'll not give that person the time of the day in the podcast to talk around that. But we've seen so much negativity around a team where people are so quick sometimes to shoot people down just because... It's not going the way they thought it would be. And a lot of people thought this year was the make or break year for Buffalo. Well, look at how they played in London and look at certain games since then. Yes, they win in Kansas City last week. They win in Buffalo against Dallas last night. But to have a guy that had 179 yards rushing, if I'm Josh Allen right now, I'm going, finally, here we go. Because they can set up this offense where it complements Allen, where he can get his plays it needs be. I would say I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Malin yesterday, but at the end of the day, Jeff, nobody's gonna remember that. People are gonna remember the scoreline on the board, 31 ten. The Bills go to eight and six. And I and I now feel stupid for saying a couple of weeks ago that I thought they were done because they're yeah. not
0: done. Don't don't say that don't say that yet, because they're not out of the woods yet. They they've they've got a tough way to go. Then they probably they are they may have to win out to get in. But I think that Sean McDermott has done an amazing job because in coaching, Michael, we say that you're going to face about three or four lightning bolts a year, right? Things that you hadn't planned on. Player gets hurt, player gets arrested, you know, just crazy stuff that, that you can't, you know, you don't schedule, right? Well, think about what he's dealt with in the last month, right? And he, that team could have imploded. I mean, that team could have imploded all the, you know, all the stuff about Sean McDermott fires his offensive coordinator. Then that guy writes that article, which you're, I, I agree with you. I'm not even going to give it the time of day. Von Miller gets arrested. Uh, I mean, Stefan Diggs throws a temper tantrum. It, it's, I mean, it was all the makings of them just folding up and it, they didn't just, they didn't just go to Kansas City and win. And you can say, "Well, you go." They lucked into that one. Yeah, maybe. But you got to luck into a few in pro football. But last night, that was a decisive win. Right. That's that is a that is one of the ones that you'll circle on the on the <laughs> schedule forever and say that was the one. If they go to the Super Bowl, which I think they're capable of, that would be the one that you'd say, that's when we knew we could do it. Because think about it now. They didn't rely on Josh Allen. That wasn't some heroic monster performance by Josh Allen. He turned around and handed the ball off, right? And he, and he made the throws that he had to make. I mean, his young tight end, who's a really, really good player, dropped two. Right. So it wasn't like they were like the, the passing game. I mean, they just beat and it beat them in every phase. They beat them on defense, they beat them on offense, and they beat them in the special teams. The Cowboys run a punt block, and the guy comes through and roughs the punter instead of being, instead of being a touchdown, which normally a block punt turns into, the, the guy just, doesn't use the technique I'm sure he's coached to use and he jumps up and didn't take it low off the foot. And you know, the Cowboys just, they didn't win at anything for the Cowboys. It was just get on the plane, get back to Dallas and regroup because they got to, you know, they got to regroup. If you're watching this live, you can comment on X or Twitter.
1: Just let us know where let us know where you're from. If you can folks, uh, if you're on YouTube comment as well, we're going about 20 minutes with questions there were so, so many elements of yesterday I'd love to talk about. I mean, first off, do you buy the, the whole perception from Brock Purdy that he believes that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP and he's
0: he's trying to start pushing away? No, I think I think he's smart enough to understand that that's the right thing to do, and that when people that's the greatest way you can deflect what people are trying to do to him because they want him to respond to what Cam Newton said. And they want him to respond to all these people out here that say he's just a system quarterback or he's a game manager, any of those things that, you know, have negative connotations. And the kid's smart enough to know, what's he say? I'm just trying to win football games. I'm just trying to play quarterback, right? Uh, No, Christian's the MVP. that's, I mean, tell you what, see, this is what, this is what is so amazing. How in God's name with the millions and millions and millions that they spend on sound, on scouting and evaluating players, can that player go that far through the draft? Right. But let's be honest, his own team passed on him six times. Right. Right. And we're talking about him being a possible MVP candidate. Sensational. And, and we watch what we watch in the with the Jets, right? We watch what we watch with the Bears. We watch what we watch with I mean, how how many other teams do we have to go? The Patriots with right? So I think it's a phenomenal story. And I, I love it. I think I I think it's Great. And then what's best, the best part is the kid is smarter than all of us because he's not falling for the, he's not taking the bait. He's not falling into the trap.
1: I'll put a tweet out now saying, who is your MVP for the season? Do let us know in the comments and let us know why and let us know where you're from also if you can, folks. I I thought it was really intriguing to see him sort of deflect from it because there is an argument i seen people on our Instagram today say, well, he's handing the ball off to CMC and he's getting the work done. Brock Purdy, what he has done with his team this year is superb. You think back to Minnesota on Monday Night Football and the guff he was getting, the whole team was getting, and now they look like a bona fide star in the NFC. I, I, I want to talk about the AFC, Jeff, and I fell asleep last night. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I fell asleep at halftime in well, that ravens chargers game.
0: Here's the, here's um, you watched the, the game? I, yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. The Ravens are... there's. There's a little bit of ugly in the Ravens that you just got to kind of accept, right? Because they're... But the thing I love about the Ravens, and this is why I think the Ravens have the best chance in the AFC, the Ravens can beat you if you want to play physical. The Ravens can beat you if you want to play fast. The Ravens can beat you if you want to run it. They can beat you if you want to throw it, right? And they're great in special teams, right? Now, they lost Keaton Mitchell last night, probably for the season. That's going to hurt him because he's... He's been a guy that can make dynamic plays for him. But let's look at the AFC. Miami, great job. Great job. Because the Jets was a nasty trap game. It's it's bad weather. You're down in South Florida. You don't have Tyreek Hill, right? This is a team that's that's gotten after quarterbacks all year long, and they went out and they beat the the brakes off the Jets, which they should if they're going to be a great team. So congratulations Miami Cincinnati outstanding job how in the world that guy has done something that no quarterback has ever done in professional football history two overtime wins in his first four games look at his and it's it's a small sample size look at his four game statistics and there's your MVP if you're just going on numbers right now he may he may collapse in a week but right now he's got that team winning you know pittsburgh see ya cleveland
1: well well, you don't think so well well, i wanted to stay in the ravens but i'll I'll come back cleveland's comeback yesterday Now i know chicago nearly won at the end but joe flacco he with We hit about two interceptions in the game they still get over the line they're a nine win team with 3 games know, to go
0: What I'm saying, they're a 9-win team and they and you know, they're doing it with their defense and a quarterback that's you know, was on the couch 5 weeks ago, right? And everybody else is saying, "Well, we you know, we don't have a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback." Everybody else had the same opportunity to go get Joe Flacco that the Cleveland Browns did, right? That's why yeah. I don't that's why I don't buy into the Jets whining about their quarterback situation, right? Hey, you had a chance. You had Joe Flacco. Right. And and obviously you don't plan for what happened with 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers. But, hey, you know, nobody sends you Christmas cards when when you get fired. I'm just telling you that I've been in it. I know. Right. So forget about it. Dallas. Not not one person sends you Christmas card. No, not not
1: do you, anybody. Do you, still, like, do you still send Christmas cards? Because I've never sent one ever.
0: Man, I got to raise you like a child, don't I? Well, I just, I don't like, you know, do you know how nice it is when somebody gets a handwritten card, right? Nobody writes anymore, but you know how nice that is now that's old school throwback. You can say what you want, but you know what, Mike, you took the time to get the card, open the card, think about what you want to say, put it in writing. So it's indelible, right? Right. Close the card, put a stamp on it,
1: Layla, Are you a liquor or not? I'm not. No. No. All right. So let's get back to the AFC. Okay. Well, how about on. Houston? I, I have to say this, no, Jeff. I, I have no, how about Houston? What would Lamar? Like like very, very quickly before I fell asleep. If you look at his pure stats in the first half, it doesn't paint too much of a picture. Lamar Jackson's evolution from being a guy that runs to now throwing the ball and making better decisions. Jeff, it was 20 past two last night, and I was excited, that they're like, this is a joy to watch.
0: This is sensational football. He's Michael, brilliant. Michael, Michael, go get his Louisville film from when he was in college. He's always been able to throw the football, right? Now, he doesn't have – he doesn't – Footwork is screwed up a lot of the times, and his arm angle is not right, and he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of the things that are quote the beautiful quarterbacks do. But that guy's got a he's got one of the strongest arms in the National Football League. You can he can throw it about any way you can throw it, maybe even behind his back if he needs to, right? And now they've given him some receivers and an offense that you know lets him be a player. Right. So I think what we're seeing is what's always been there and what now, you know, Todd Munkin has as as the offensive coordinator has unleashed. And OBJ has been a, a breath of fresh air for them. And you got flowers and you, you know, and Agla- Nelson Aguilar, he was on the scrap heap. And he's back making plays now. So I tell you what, Baltimore's a good football team.
1: Uh, I didn't mean to take off your point about the Texans for them to win, and in the circumstances in which they won against Tennessee, Case Keenum. I was going to say Case Keesum, like John Elway, there for a second, but he came in. of getting over the line and getting the job done against the team that they obviously have no, no, no love for, in no, in uh, Tennessee hey, with everything
0: hey, there. Hey, you can't understand right as 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 younger fans right, and and younger fans over here. It's hard for people to to understand how much of a troll that was of the Tennessee that the Tennessee Titans did to the Houston Texans because Bud Adams the owner the Adams is what his daughter now owns it but Bud Adams the old old owner owner of the Houston Oilers took the team out of Houston and took it to Tennessee because they wouldn't build him a new stadium right? And he wanted, you know, he wanted a lot of things and city of Houston said, no, we can't do that. We can't afford it, All right? He is, and the Titans are hated in Houston to this day, right? So for the Titans to put on the love you blue uniforms from the real Houston Oiler days with Earl Campbell and, you know, Bum Phillips, and then for Mike to come out in a, you know, Bum Phillips cowboy hat and show up at the stadium dressed like Bum Phillips. Oh, I mean. And then the Texans were able to hang on and beat him. It's a phenomenal. <laughs> but it's, it's more so it's, it's hanging on.
1: And then it's the game was so, you know, nip, tuck. It was so pull and, pull and tug. It was up and down where you felt like at certain points that Tennessee would pull away. But Derek Henry, had they couldn't get the run game going at all with him. Issues in the quarterback. And I have to give it to Houston. It doesn't matter who you support. You have to admire the fact how they've played this season with a rookie and CJ Stroud. He's concussed. He doesn't play in that game. And for Case Keenum to go in and win there with not even starters potentially in some offensive positions is so impressive in Tennessee on the road. Getting it done. And they again, Jeff, like we've talked about them all year now, but they again continue to cement themselves as contenders going into the last week. This is, it's so open. You you, you got to love it. Like, like this is, is, is this the most open
0: you've seen in the years? Michael Ryans is my AFC coach of the year. I mean, how could you vote for anybody else? I really don't, I don't know how you could vote for anybody else. So I still, I, I think it's going to be crazy. You know, the Broncos stubbed their toe, but they're still in it. Right. I mean, seriously, they're still in it. Oh, well, they should they
1: should win on Saturday night, it should win on Christmas Eve.
0: So. Yeah. I, you know, I, so it's gonna go down to the last week before we finally know who's who's all playing and who's all not playing. But it's you know, that's the way the NFL wants it. That's the way we want it. Right? Well, would I you don't like to have, game of, you to have I all the game
1: at 8 fifteen Eastern on Christmas Eve night, but that's a whole different conversation.
0: But do you, would you like to see all the all the spots filled right now and we'd have three weeks to watch football that really is meaningless? Uh-uh. This is saying certain teams would. This is exactly (laughs) what the league wants, right here. Watch out the Rams. They're not done yet either, right? It was funny because. Think about this. this. There is a scenario out there, Michael, right? You talk about unbelievable playoff.
1: Oh, I I seen this this morning. Could you imagine if it is Mavi Stafford against Jar Golf? Detroit. And golf wins. It could be. A, that would be an unbelievable storyline. Jeff, I, w- I was very impressed with with Detroit on Saturday night. M- more because, look, the Broncos have made improvements. I, I was not happy with Sean Payton showing that much passion in public on the sideline towards the quarterback. Whole different discussion. But just the, the offensive power that that Lions offense had in prime time, getting it done. Showing and reminding people after maybe a couple of down weeks, they're still there. This is why we we, we go back to it a minute ago. But like Jared Golf with a young spring chicken on Saturday night, but yeah. I, I love
0: watching it. I, I do when he's good, but I don't when he's bad. And there's been he's been at both in the last month and a half. Right. If only we had a
1: studio analysis during that game. I was falling asleep. I was like, oh, I need I need the lads. To yeah. be fair, in your defense, whenever Needle said, like, well, it, it is tomorrow already, so we'll see you soon. We're gonna hand it off. It's like, okay, fair enough. They should probably all go to bed, to be fair. But I was like, I know it's Jeff, people don't realize this. Um you're all in the studio from like half two, three o'clock on a Sunday. Yep. That's that that's a long day, man. What do you do for three hours? Just eat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You're but okay. like, I mean that's it's full on. prepare. And then you got you got to shoot Sky Sports news pieces, and you know this, you're you're in there working. Yeah, I was I was trying to enjoy
1: Liverpool against Man United yesterday. We went to halftime, and up popped Jason Bell. I was like, "Yeah, I'll worry about this in an hour." No, <laughs> I was like, "Come on!" It's like, "Where's Jeff?" <laughs> right? Was there? I mean, do we talk about Green Bay against Tampa Bay? About Baker Mayfield? About that Packers defense? Screwing them week after week after week after week.
0: Mike, think about it this way. There are nine first-round draft choices on the Packers roster right now. Nine, okay? Eight of them are on defense. Eight of nine. The only first-round draft pick on the offensive side of the ball is the quarterback. All right? So you've got eight first-rounders that you picked, right, But what was just absolutely amazing to me is I'm watching their linebackers are getting just chewed up in the passing game. Right. And they, they've got them matched up in coverage on the slot receiver. Then there aren't very many linebackers in the league that can do that at all. And, you know, it was just I, I I didn't know, and maybe it was because they had two starters on defense out, two secondary players out. So maybe they couldn't get into dime. Maybe they couldn't get into some of their more exotic packages. But when the Packers went to, you know, they put guys in the slot, they had no chance. those those linebackers had no chance of covering them, none. And so, you know, it was Baker Mayfield you know there's a lot of things about him that you go he's not this he's not that he can't do this he can't do that but he's a competitor and he loves to play the game
1: before we get questions in the next segment it, this is going to be useless on tuesday morning for people but we, they can laugh at us i'm taking the seahawks to win a monday night actually hold on hold on hold on hold on it's time for monday night come on my hermano come on I'm over here, Hermano. Uh, Jeff, if Jalen Hurts is not ready to go, I mean, like, I don't want to say it, but we're 30 minutes into a podcast, so we should be okay. It sounds like he's got COVID. Can we just put that out there and say it? I mean, like... that'll No, 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 don't, don't. No, don't, do not do that. Well, he's got flu-like symptoms. I mean, that's it's not so, like... I, look, I hope he's okay. But I'm taking from it that he's not playing or he's active and he might play, but it says he's very weak. I'm taking Seattle, baby.
0: Who? Beige. I it's going to be interesting because I'm I'm really curious to see how Matt Patricia is going to do now that he's coordinating the defense. And they
1: swapped those rules around for people listening.
0: Yeah, Sean Desai who and they did it very quietly. Sean Desai was the defensive coordinator and they kind of pushed him to the side and and uh, elevated Matt Patricia who you know had a had a history of being a, as a defensive coordinator with the New England Patriots, and then, you know, basically functioned in that role with, with the Detroit Lions when he was head coach of the Lions. Um, but it's gonna be interesting. They got to get better rushing the passer, Mike, right? I mean, they're last in the National Football League in third-down rushes, right? And and you know, they gotta they gotta get that fixed. They got too many good players on that defensive line. That defensive line's underachievement, the corners aren't making plays. But I believe, I believe Philadelphia will win this football game.
1: I'm gonna take Seattle. I feel the goal. only because I'm staying up and I need the energy to try and just go, you know. So, and I know, like we, like it's funny. We've been going 32 minutes. We haven't even talked about the Niners winning the NFC West in Week 15. That's crazy.
0: They're crazy. A, a, most complete football team in football right now, right? And you know. Boy, it is a really fun, fun team to watch. They're a fun team to watch. They play great defense. They're physical. They they don't they really do all the little things well. They have got you know consistent quarterback play. They've got two really dynamic receivers, a tight end who's the best tight end in football. Uh, you know, again, you go around that roster, there is just they don't have any weaknesses there's no spot where you'd say, Oh boy, they're going to get, they're going to get taken advantage of here. Chevarius Ward. I mean, who's who I mean, you can talk all you want about the guy in Dallas, but Shiverius Ward to me, he's as good as there is a playing in the game right now in, in the secondary.
1: Okay, Jeffrey, let's, let's wrap this segment up for people listening on the podcast. We're back for a Christmas special. Jeff's going to dress a Santa Claus and sing Christmas songs <laughs> on <laughs> Thursday night. There's a, it's Thursday Night Football. There's two games on Christmas Eve and there's a full slate on Sunday and there's three games on Christmas Day. That's the schedule. So we, we'll be going through all of that. I think we're going to, I mean, depending on if Jeff's whipped or not, we're, we're going to do a review on December the 26th and try and do two that week. But we're taking a bit of a break next week because, not because we deserve it. I don't think we do, but just my wife will kill me if I don't. So Jeff, see
0: us out of this and gonna we'll, we'll go to the questions next. This is <laughs> this is the Jeff Prime Bolt show, <laughs> and we are brought to you by eight 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 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both Ireland and the UK. You can get this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Pro Football Ireland Network of podcasts.